0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Cult Sure Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Christian, and as always, thank you for joining us. We truly appreciate you. Disclaimer that we always throw out there now just to create that fan base, to meet those new people. If you or someone you love or someone you know or someone you hate it creates music, art as an actor, actress, photographer, filmmaker, whatever, whatever you will. In the creative fields, the I've been doing that lately. I've been stumbling and bumbling right off the bat with a normal spiel, and I hate it. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. It's snowing. It's winter. Um, if you know anyone or you yourself create, hit me up. Come on the podcast. Let's talk. Whether I know you or don't know you, I love meeting new people and love hearing new stories. So let's get into today's guest this week's guest there we go that's better this week's because we don't do this daily i can't imagine that <laughs> so this week we are joined by miley ann highland i said your last name right oh yeah that's one thing i always do i hate myself for it i always try and make sure i pronounce the last names ask the pronunciation the last names and i'm glad i got it yours is pretty easy all good <laughs> so how are you today miley Ah, uh, nick i'm doing great my dude it's good to hear especially since uh i know we were talking we postponed this a little bit because of said snow so you could get home safe i could get home safe and here we are home
1: safe well, i needed to rub one out when i got home so
0: ah, <sighs> see i didn't do that <laughs> i'm uh i'm going on vacation coming up i'm saving i'm saving for the hotel room What what do you pay for <laughs> 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 oh, oh shit! So, Miley is a musician, a DJ. I uh, get okay, audio engineer, and it's I don't want to miss anything. I know, I know DJ, I know musician. I know you're into audio because we just established this because you want to make sure you had the fine audio for this. You're welcome, Matt. Miley says you're welcome. <laughs> so. Let's get into it.
1: Let's do that.
0: Let's do it. So what pushed you to get into like uh, like music production and just being in the music field?
1: Well, you know what? As much as I piss and moan about her, I got to give credit to my mom because I grew up basically since I was in utero around music. She herself was a, a DJ or more properly a KJ. She did a lot of karaoke at like Moose Lodges, Elks Lodge, Nights of Columbus, that kind of stuff. Um, all those, you know, typical places where people go to bars and pay dues and get drunk and sing karaoke for three hours on end. So <clears throat> I grew up with, with that environment all around me. Um, and then by the time I got into school, I was a drummer. In, like, fourth grade, my mom saw that all I liked to do was hit things. Not violently, of course, (laughs) but (laughs) rhythmically hit things. And uh, so she put me in an after-school drum program, and I ended up meeting one of the greatest influences of my entire life. And I'm only 27, and I'll probably still say that when I'm 87. Uh, I got to meet none other than the wonderful Mr. Harold Frazee, who is my was my music teacher, turned uh band director, turned co-worker at one point, turned mentor, turned friend. And he has just always been instrumental in my life um pushing me to go to that next step, try the next thing. And I had great opportunities in high school with him to explore music technology as the class was called you know editing and getting really down into the nitty-gritty of recording and the art behind it too not just the tech aspect but also like how to approach it from a how would i put this um from a more intangible approach and really understand why you record the way you do and what you record says about you and um, so I was able to get into that. And then I went to college for film. That didn't fucking work out.
0: Um, <laughs> you you, you got to talk to my brother more. I don't know. Yeah. if you, I don't know if you met him at the same, but he went to college for film. And uh, <laughs> let's just yeah, I went say to
1: college. Like, don't ask me if I have a degree.
0: See, he has <laughs> a degree, but he's not doing well. He's doing some film work. He's doing he's getting back into it, but he, it's not his main career. You, it goes with anything with college, though, I feel.
1: Yeah, understandable in that regard. Uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> alongside of that, while all that music tech stuff was going on and whatnot, by the time I was it was the summer of eighth grade and a freshman year of high school, uh, I was thirteen. My fourteen. Yeah, I was fourteen. I can't do math anymore. Um, my 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 honors math teachers would be so disappointed in me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I remember it was the summer and I said Ma I want to go play with your equipment in the garage she, had, she was like basically retired at this point the equipment had sat on the shelf for a few years now at that point and I had been you know just getting more and more interested in the gear aspect of things and I wanted to hook it all up so I went out she said yes I went out to the garage I plugged it all in I put a CD in I hit play, and as they say, the rest is history.
0: Oh yeah, and that's DJ equipment you're talking here. Your mom's yeah, DJ yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. <laughs>
1: my mom's DJ stuff. You know, friggin' two giant, giant Samson like eighteen inch powered PA speakers, a a giant sub, a mixing console that was like the size of a bookcase. Insane. <laughs> and little, and then there's little fourteen year old me and my scrawny little wimpy arms trying to lift it out of off the shelf onto the floor and then, and then up onto the stands and onto the table. And yeah.
0: (laughs) So, so what you're saying is you asked her for her permission to let you go out there and you recreated the SpongeBob jellyfish rave in the garage and you just (laughs) cranked it and danced it around.
1: Essentially. Yeah. Although it wasn't (laughs) the jellyfish rave. It was, I believe. Yeah. By usher was the first song I hit play on. (laughs)
0: I mean, all right, that's one song that I feel like since it came out, I've mocked my whole life. But damn, when I hear it, do I mock it while dancing like that is. Oh, yeah,
1: you got to move your butt. You can't not dance to that yeah. song. Like, I, it's one of those things you love to hate it.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you can joke around going, yeah, 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 yeah. so many times, yeah. like just for fun. But damn, is that a cashy song? And it brings you back.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, dude! Like, <laughs> look, I was born in '96, so like, for all the fucking Gen Zers out there, yeah, I'm old, whatever. Hey. But I'm on, I'm on the cusp. Watch it. So, Watch. I'm it. on the cusp. I'm almost Gen Z, almost. Um, and that's one of those things You know, I just remember being like eight, like seven, eight years old when it came out, and it would be on the radio like every weekend. Or, like, you know, my sister would have a video from a party she went to on her little crappy, like, LG N V phone or whatever <laughs> in, like, potato quality. And that song would be in the background. And it was just oh. something I always remember being, like, bass heavy. And I liked the, the, the lick. I liked the bass. I liked everything about it. So I was like, that's the first. And that was the first song I played when I started my
0: i like i like how you put it with that song too because that definitely is like one of those songs that every time i hear it it's literally like a time capsule opening for me i don't need to watch i just need to hear the song i don't need to watch a video or anything it's just like i think about little like douchebag me at the school dances just trying to dance you know Mm
1: -hmm. dancing
0: terribly and you know being too shy to talk to any of the girls and (laughs) just oh man to be young again
1: oh boy yeah. yeah and i'm entering my late 20s next month i'm gonna be 27 i'm not looking forward to it yeah two days
0: after our show on the 30th i turned 30 thank you
1: whatever I'm right i am mean,
0: i i just had a good talk with my brother about it i'm like i felt like i've been 30 for a while and i'm like not for nothing i'm entering 30 harder than i entered my 20s like set myself up so fuck fuck 30 I'm, I'm excited for 30 i'm proud for 30 but until 30 there's many things to do like talk about you in this interview <laughs> it's- <laughs> it's- i'm yeah you know, we can do
1: that i, I- guess I-,
0: I-, I looked at the mirror and i saw gray hairs and i'm just like oh god my back
1: <laughs> but- <laughs> well i've been very blessed that i had gray hairs when i was like in my early 20s a few years ago, and in the last, uh like, year, they've basically gone away, and I've done, like, this little reverse aging process thanks to a certain something, so I'm very, very happy about that. I mean,
0: the thing is, though, like, gray hair is sick as shit, like, younger people oh, with gray it, it, hair, it, people pull it the fuck, fuck off, I don't care. It's
1: sexy, like, yeah. especially when it's, like, that salt and pepper gray hair. Yes. Oh my God! I'm, look, I'm not even into men, especially older men. But some of them, I'm like, "Oh damn!" Dude.
0: <laughs> I never got what the fuss was about with George Clooney. This is taking a turn.
1: <laughs> I'm okay with it. It's your show. No, nah. you're steering the boat. I'm just, I'm just whispering sweet nothings in your ear. If you're listen, that influenced, man. Listen, whoa, boy! I'm,
0: I'm steering the boat. Ride. I told you, I'm drinking this hard teeth from the company from that makes the beer and Jaws. I'm gonna I'm gonna steer this in the murky waters. You don't want that.
1: <laughs> and when you man, when you land safely ashore, I've got the blue ribbon to give to you from good old PBR. Good old PBR.
0: Wish they would sponsor this show. Hey Pabst, come on, come on.
1: Yo, Pabst, yo, 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 yo. Look, I'm a I'm a brand representative at my day job. <laughs> Pabst, you're missing out on a great opportunity here. I mean, he's a cheap cheap sponsorship come mm-hmm.
0: on literally give me a 30 pack to get me by
1: that's yeah, it he'll give you yeah like give him a 30 pack 100 bucks and a handy down on the corner and he'll be happy
0: i don't even need the handy give me the 30 <laughs> pack and 100 bucks i'll give myself the handy <laughs> all, right, all right
1: all right all right dude nick nick i'm trying to help you out here all right <laughs> trying to help you out just go with it <laughs> all right well just roll with it <laughs>
0: i'm i'm rolling with it but we ain't rolling rock here See that, PBR? See that? I'm bashing the other brands. Anywho, so you put Yeah on by Usher, you're jamming out in the garage, and that the rest was history, and you're like, this is what I want to do. Now, I'm bad with timelines. That was before or after the drumming, or during?
1: During. A uh, Drumming started in fourth grade. Um, like you know, taking lessons or whatever. Yeah. When I say I've been playing drums for like 16, 17 years, I'm lying through my teeth like every other musician because the first like eight years of that is lessons anyway. Yeah. So it was alongside of that. So drumming was like when I was 10, like fourth grade, and then DJing kind of started, uh, summer of eighth grade into freshman year when I was 14. Um, and by middle, uh, like mid to end freshman year. Like I was almost 15. I was DJing my first Sweet 16 on my own.
0: Oh, yeah. I was about to ask now with kind of like doing both simultaneously, uh, like what came first, like the first like gig as a drummer or the first like DJ gig?
1: Oh, the first gig drummer was like band class and Uh band concerts and school band and, you know, pep band uh, down at the football games. And then our by uh what would it be twice a year whatever biannually whatever the word would be concerts we had um so really the thing that took off first was djing you know I had my first gig at 14 years old like what 14 year old gets to say that i was terrified yeah i mean don't get me wrong i was excited at the in the moment definitely i was ready to roll i bombed it oh my god i did (laughs) terrible i was horrible my cds are skipping my ipods locking up on me and i'm but and that seems and that sounds like the case of like a lot of djs even today unfortunately and please it's a whole nother conversation we can delve into of the state of djing today but um i've seen videos uh, that i'm just like rough. oh yeah it's 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 so rough you know i'm and now i'm in the you know essentially full time on the weekends and i interact with all these different companies and agencies and and even DJs who are on their own or whatever. And some of them, you know, I'll just sit back and watch cause I don't do just DJing for the company I work for. I, you know, I'll also do like a photo booth or, you know, just do lighting or special effects or something along those lines. Yeah. We can, that's a whole nother department of mine. <laughs> out on. Um, and I'll get to sit there and watch the wedding and see what they're doing. And, you know, I want to give them, uh, the proper respect and dignity that they deserve. Yeah. Because I want to preface all of this with saying it is not easy to put yourself out there, especially being kind of the parallel of center of attention mm-hmm. on someone's special like day, once in a lifetime, so to speak. You know, but, you know, divorce rates are through the frigging roof. (laughs) It's even it's 51 percent of marriages end in divorce now or something higher than half. Jesus. So, yeah, some people might have a second marriage, but it's never as big as the first.
0: Please tell me that's not a bit when you're DJing a wedding. You know, it's 51 percent of marriage.
1: (laughs) No, it is not. But I, I do have a coworker who will sometimes say, look, as a guy who's been uh married, divorced, and about to be remarried, I'm like, bro, why the hell would you say that on a day like today? It drives me up, it drives me oh. up the wall, bro. That's but, a- but but anyway, I'm I'm tangenting here. <laughs> oh,
0: you're fine. I told you tangents are allowed. This is a tangent show. Uh, it's what you're saying about like the DJing though, it's you know, I've never DJ'd, but I've been—I've been to my handful of weddings. I can remember bits and pieces of them, <laughs> but uh, one of the main things—it's um, hold on one second. Yeah, where'd your cam
1: go, dude? Yeah, hold on one second. How am I supposed to get out? We don't know. I love PBR. I do, but when you want a light beer that doesn't taste like. You go for a Miller Lite. I'll drink my hard tea though. I've tried all of them. I've tried the national brands, imports, crafts, anything and everything that has the word light in it. The only one that actually tastes like a real beer is Miller Lite.
0: I came back for the Miller Lite. And I'll drink to that. Miller Lite ain't bad. get back in, but what I was saying before my computer said, Fuck you. Um, been the handful of weddings myself, and like the thing is, it's yeah, that DJ, the DJ is the one that keeps that party going. You get a DJ that isn't good, it's like the, the wedding's a, a bore, but you get a DJ yeah. being really interactive, and like you know, keep you're keeping the party going while everyone's starting to fade because they're fucking hammered.
1: Yep. And but before I go into that, there is yeah. something I, I want to say timeline wise. Um, I was on my own as a DJ from beginning of high school until about six years ago. Um, right after my right after my dad had passed away, uh, my mentor, music teacher, friend, Harold Frazee reached out to me and he was like, uh, do you want a job? And I'm like, uh, yes, I need work. I need something to distract myself and he had sent me over to my now current boss ozzy ozzy lamilia from versatile and he basically trained me and he he broke me down to build me back up i went in there thinking i knew everything and i didn't i wasn't even close i was i could see the island on the horizon I thought I was already on the island. No, 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 no. I was still about a good few miles out from shore. And so he broke me down, built me back up, and brought me to where I am today. So another person just had to get a little shout-out to there.
0: Yeah, I love it. And now it's, you know, you're doing it. It's your job. You're DJing weddings and making making memories happen they say in the biz i think right is that what they say yeah
1: so uh, yes basically (laughs) making memories you know one of the things that i kind of coined uh not not too too recently at my company is we marry we're not just there to marry the couple we're there to marry fun and elegance
0: i fucking love that you're gonna make me cry
1: (laughs) Now that
0: that really is it's true though, because a wedding, it's like you can't have a wedding be just like this, you know, you can't have it be this shit show. You need that elegance with it. It's everyone has their different definition of elegance with their wedding, you know. It doesn't need to be in a church, it could be outside. Like you make it what you want it to be. But fun is the one thing that needs to be there with it, too. Like who wants to go to a boring, beautiful wedding? It's,
1: yeah and that's where you know the entertainment comes in and and it's not even just a dj whether whether it's a dj a wedding band uh three musicians you found down at the at your local bar whatever the case may be they need to be able to bring your event to the next level and make it memorable while also when everyone remembers that party they remember you but they more importantly remember the couple and they remember the feeling and the vibe and the memories that they're going to have for the rest of their lives and and that and sometimes it's hard uh to keep myself in that mood because i dj three four parties a weekend thursday friday saturday sunday not all the time but i do on average 150 parties a year holy shit yeah Yeah, by like June, by like May, June, I'm sick of the cha-cha slide (laughs) and I feel like I'm going to break my back from, bring it down low and low and low. And, And, you know, but they've only, they've maybe only, what, experienced that kind of dorky corniness or whatever once, twice, maybe. And if they're a little older, maybe three times. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, case by case, you know, you get the grandma who has like 20 grandkids and this is like her 20th, 30th wedding or whatever. And it's like, OK, all right, well, Granny, you needed to keep your legs closed a little bit there. But that's the side point.
0: Gra- that- <laughs> uh, granny loves the cha-cha. Now, I got to ask with these weddings, since it's a classic song, do you bust out? Yeah. And when and if you do, does it bring you back to the garage where it's just like, the start of it absolutely
1: all. fuck yeah absolutely i love it and well there's a mix that i do it's kind of a stolen mix but i've put my own twist on it i borrowed it creatively we'll put air quotes around that um from one of my co-workers who was the second in command training me when i started at versatile and i kind of borrowed this mix from him where it's got this uh transition from you're rocking at 128 BPMs right as the dance floor opens. You're like maybe two, maybe three songs in. And it starts to bring it down with a build. It brings it down tempo with a buildup.
0: What? Oh, my God. Oh,
1: yeah. It brings it down tempo to the drop. And as you hit the drop, you go into like some old school 90s hip hop or whatever and slap in Yeah by Usher. And I swear to God, every single time, it's fantastic. It gets all the old people off the dance floor. <laughs> they all go to the bar they go sit down they they go talk to their you know great aunt whoever they haven't seen in 20 years and then i just have on the dance floor the party people the people who you know really came to have a good time and want to express that energy throughout the night and i can see just a scan of the dance floor okay so this guy's a dork that guy's cool this girl's fucking wasted and that girl needs another drink. All right. Cool. I understand the vibe of the place now. And that's usually how it goes. Every you know, almost every party is the same but with its own uniqueness too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I want to DJ a wedding with you now. I just just to overlook, just to sit behind you the booth. I will I won't I won't, I,
1: I, hey, I need someone to hit play when I go take a leak.
0: I can. And I will say this dingus the clown did play a wedding in new hampshire i closed (laughs) out the wedding by that point let's just say my
1: real boots for this story jesus christ
0: (laughs) i'm not gonna go too far into it but just say by that point of the night i start playing it's like 11 everyone has taken you know enough drugs to fill one whole hand of fingers and (laughs) i'm just playing and i look up and i just see like a girl just swinging like poi around a dude like spinning fire and i'm like holy shit all while i walk
2: into
0: all all (laughs) while in the mountain mountains of uh new hampshire and i'm just like damn because i remember when my buddy asked me he's like "Yeah, like you know my fiance and i we need we want you there and i'm like uh, i'm like you really want me to play right and there was all other bands and it was like a friend and they know what i do so i'm like i don't know why i'm asking this but i'm just i'm worried about the families that go there outside and everyone's just like having a blast i'm like all right this is cool and it was probably one of the most fun shows i've ever played in my life
1: hell yeah (laughs) you know sometimes those ones where you're walking into it you've got your stomach in your throat your ass is in your stomach and and your feet are in your ass (laughs) and you're just all this bundled up ball of nonsense and apprehension and you walk in there and you play and it just completely dissolves itself away
0: but but this way we got back to the cabin like me and like some of my friends were saying and we got back to the cabin it was right outside new hampshire It was in vermont um got back at like two or three in the morning i made a frozen pizza i took some excedra and i slept till 6 30 in the morning woke up hugged my buddy goodbye who was naked in his bed drove back to jersey i was so amped up <laughs> oh yeah i love it up there anyway that, that's my oh, that's my I wedding don't, singer don't like
1: story that way I was with I was doing sound uh for a wedding band for a little while and um we did a we did a gig up in Connecticut and it is a completely different atmosphere there oh Connecticut different the vibe is just it's not Jersey no it, I, like I I I liked that it was different but I also like fucking hated it
0: <laughs> now with you saying you were doing sound for the wedding band that's is that where like the lighting comes into play and all that aspect of it or
1: yes and no because like i did that with the wedding band too but i was also working for this wedding band simultaneously while djing and these were two separate companies that i was working for and juggling that whole schedule was just a nightmare um and i and the only reason I, i even took on the wedding band uh gig was because i needed more work i was like just at the point where I was good enough as a DJ in my boss's eyes to be like on my own or whatever, but I wasn't good enough, I guess, to really do it. In I don't know. I was in this like weird limbo purgatory esque area at work. So I was like, well, I need more jobs. My best friend is asking me for help. Cause this was his gig at the time. And he, he needed a, an A2, an audio two engineer. Yeah. He was the A1 and he needed an A2. And I said, all right, fine, sign me up. And so I was doing that for a little while. And, and, you know, one of the gigs I did was in Connecticut. It was just so much fun, but it was so different, too, and weird. Like, weddings are usually pretty standard, but it it, it just had this different vibe where I was like, I miss home. (laughs) I miss home. See, every time, like, some gear, and I'll be
0: going up to Massachusetts in two days, and it's like... Every time I go up that way, driving through Massachusetts, uh, driving through Connecticut, like I have two buddies in Connecticut now. And like I never really stop aside from rest stop. But then last time I was up that way on the way back home, I stopped at my buddy's house and just getting out of the car and like going into a Walmart and then hanging outside my buddy's house. Like it did just have this feeling. I'm just like. It, it felt like Wayne's world where he's like, hey, we're in Delaware. And he's just kind of sitting there. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, I'm in Connecticut. Well,
1: three, well,
0: three hours till Jersey.
1: It, it It's funny you bring up Delaware because uh, about, oh, God, I think it was like two months ago. It was like January. I did a gig in Delaware. So the company I work for Versatile, we do gigs. Uh, now, what my boss says versus what I say, I don't know. I've never had this formal conversation with him. But I always say we do New Jersey eastern pennsylvania because we have an office outside of philly delaware new york state and that's it (laughs) if you want me to go to long island go fuck yourself (laughs) i'm not sitting in that traffic so at that point then what i'm going to take the train in okay so now we're going to charge you uh you know x y and z dollars for renting the gear having someone come set it up So that I can just walk in and walk out because if I'm going to Long Island, I'm going to Manhattan, Long Island, whatever. I'm not dealing with parking or any of that garbage. So anyway, we were down in Delaware. And it was a wedding for this couple who. I believe it was the wife the bride who had roots in Jersey, like from Point Pleasant, Tom's River, Brick, like Ocean County, a very local and, near yeah, and dear, dear, our,
0: our neck of the woods, our
1: neck of the woods. Um, so I'm down there and we're doing the gig. I'm and I'm with my boss and it's going great or whatever. Kick ass, bang and wedding. It was five and a half hours.
0: Damn, it's
1: not a wedding. That's a marathon. <laughs> And that was not including the ceremony. That would have been six, including that. So, so an hour cocktail and it was four and a half hour reception. So they did the extra half hour thing or whatever, instead of just a standard four. So we're going, we're, we're going hard. They're dancing away, just having a ball night ends. And we hear about an after party at the hotel. It's a few blocks down or whatever, like a couple blocks out of the way for where we're going. I'm like, gig's over. We're done cleaning up. My boss and I want a drink. You know, we want to go get a beer or two or whatever. So we go to the hotel where they're all partying. Cause we're like, well, we know there's a party going on (laughs) and they got a hotel bar there. So perfect. All right. So we go there, walk in. I end up sitting at the bar and this one girl comes up to me and she's like, you were the DJ, right? And I'm like, yeah, hi, I'm Miley. You know, it was so, I'm glad you had a good time, you know, just doing all that bullshit PR customer service crap that makes me want to vomit sometimes (laughs) where it's like, can you shut the fuck up and just let me drink? Thanks. (laughs) But I I, I do love it. And I, I do at the end of the day, love making those connections and interacting with people. And, and, and lo and behold, we get talking and we both are making this face of like, fuck you. I know you, but from where? And she looks at me and I look at her. (laughs) <laughs> it's almost like I'm, I'm 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 writing a romance novel here <laughs>
0: well all, all i heard was uh what was it uh weirdo trapped in the drive through
1: yeah and yeah yeah me. she looked at me <laughs> and, and i looked, looked at her, her. <laughs> charlotte and i fun fact for those of you listening who don't know charlotte who was on this podcast a while ago um that's my fiance so and her and i literally quote that exact line to each other I, at least one to two times a day on average.
0: I love that because Matt, my buddy who edits the pod, uh, we saw Weird Al together and we're huge Weird Al fans. Now oh, the- fuck
1: yourself. I'm sorry. I'm so fucking jealous. It was
0: during the Poodle Hat tour. Oh! Ah! And I'm looking at an accordion right now that has every Weird Al vinyl in it with a test pressing of Poodle Hat signed. I'm
1: sorry. Matt, you can just cut it right here. I'm going to have nothing nice to say to this interview.
0: (laughs) Well, Matt and I, it was him and I and then my brother and sister-in-law coming back from Salem. They were like passed out in the back. Matt and I are up front. And whenever I do drives like that, I like listening to albums in their entirety, like ones that bring me back, like Pink Floyd, The Walls, one I always listen to. The self-titled Franz Ferdinand is another one. It's just like albums that like I reminisce so hard with. So to man, I'm like, oh, let's throw on some Al. I'm like, let's see how much weird Al we can listen to before we get tired of it. Love me some Al. <laughs> I I think we listened to five albums before everyone wanted to kill me. Five? I think it was like four. Five. Or five albums. I hope I'm
1: clipping right now. I really hope I'm clipping.
0: Five? I think it was four or five albums. Like we did, um. Like I know, we did running with scissors. Pretty sure we did poodle hat. Um, probably did bad hair day. hit this was years ago. So I'm trying to Bro, remember. Bro, I love
1: Weird Al as much as the next guy, but I don't, don't want to kill myself usually. <laughs> oh.
0: I know what I'm doing to my girlfriend on the drive up to Massachusetts. Oh,
1: Jesus! Right. Oh, I feel so sorry for her.
0: I'm going to start it gradually though. Like I'm just going to put it on and just, Whoa, not in say, the background. yeah. And not say a word and then just see how long it takes her to be like, have we been listening to fucking weird Al Yankovic for three hours? <laughs> yes, darling. We have.
1: <laughs> anyway. Well, well, if she's anything like my fiance, she'll notice in about uh, halfway through the first song and be like, are you going to listen to Weird Al the whole time? And be like, uh, you know what? Actually, yeah, fuck you, we are. <laughs> Not because you said something about it, now it's going on full blast.
2: All right, so- hey,
1: hey Siri, play Weird Al on shuffle for five hours. Oh my God, I just activated my phone.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> so you're sitting at the bar you look at her, she looks at you. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: So Back to the this whole thing. I, I look at her and she looks at me and... She pipes up and, and... No, no, no. I pipe up and I say, so where are you from? She's like, oh, from Point Pleasant. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm from Tom's River. I'm not actually from Tom's River, but I live close enough that I might as well be. It's, it's the major suburb. Yeah. <laughs> and... I'm like, where did you go to school by any chance? Like high school. And she's like, oh, I went to Monsignor Donovan High School. And I'm like, oh, really? So did I. What year did you graduate? Oh, I graduated in 2015. I graduated in 2014. And then, I, and then the, the gears finally turned and clicked into place. And I went, you were in band, weren't you? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, so was I. I'm a grade above you. She's like, did you play? Well, she asked me first if I had a brother who played drums. That's really funny. And I uh, was like, no, that was me. Oh, for those of you listening who uh, can't see my face, yeah, I'm trans, whatever. (laughs) I don't care to do anything about my voice. Fuck you. Fuck society. I don't care. That's it. That's all I'm saying on that topic.
0: Beautiful. That's all that needs to be said.
1: And she's like, oh, my God, Milky. That was my nickname in high school. Milky. (laughs) Milky. (laughs) I fucking hated it because Miley was always supposed to be my name since I was in, like, fifth grade. But whatever. Felt like a, a tarnishing of it, even though nobody knew that that's where my brain was. And I didn't dare let anybody know that. But in any event, there's enough backstory for that to be understood. I was like the one and only, and and then she told me her name, and we were back and forth, like, oh my god, I remember you, I knew, I knew you from somewhere, and we just started reconnecting. And I'm like, I am four and a half hours away in fucking Delaware at some random ass wedding, and I'm running into somebody I goddamn know, dude. It's it's seriously, it's like everywhere I go, I feel like I'm the fucking governor. I know the feeling. (laughs) It's like everyone knows my goddamn... Dude, I can't even go in a shop... You know when your mom would take you shopping as a kid and you'd go into the grocery store and she'd be like, okay, I need to get four things. Come in with me because I'm going to be more than five minutes or whatever. I'm going to be like tw- 20 minutes. You didn't want to leave you out in the car that long. Whatever. So you go in. At 20 minutes turns into an hour and a goddamn half because she stops in the aisle and she's like, Oh my god, Susan, how are you? I haven't seen you in so long. And then mm-hmm. you're they're talking. It's literally me everywhere I goddamn go. And I swear to God, even to this day, I have mastered the art of the exit. I always have something in in my back pocket to 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 get out of that situation when I really just need to go. <laughs> I never execute it though i've executed it maybe three times every other goddamn time it's like i i sit there and i chit chat and it's like and then i get out and i'm all like oh that was nice to see them or whatever but it's like oh well they're just went an hour of my day i'm not getting back yeah it's, it's tough happening sometimes. in delaware in delaware i'm in a whole nother state that brings me to another point so I'm in Florida last year in Disney World. Right? I'm in yeah. Disney World. There's like what three million people on the property at any given time.
0: And like eight million animals or people in animal suits. Something whatever yeah, it's you will.
1: Crazy, crazy amounts of people. It's like it's like going to Times Square on crack. So I'm down there. Oh, my God. Yeah, great day. You know, first day of Magic Kingdom. My fiance and I, you know, we get engaged, whatever. Blah, 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 sappy shit, whatever. Last day of our trip. Well, second to last day, because the last day is the next day when we actually leave in the morning. But whatever. Last day of the trip, we're in Disney Springs. And we're outside of the House of Blues at some little dive bar, outdoor bar thing that's outside of it, whatever. And there's this, like, local no-name band friggin'... Playing out, outside, and they were doing a great job. I got to say, they were killing it. Well, they started playing like some, you know, oldies and Beatles tunes or whatever, and I wanted to get up and dance with Charlotte because it's what we like. To, that's what I like to do. I like to pick her up and say, "Babe, let's go dance to like a couple songs or whatever." So I grab her out of the seat, and we're walking, grooving our way up to like the little open pseudo dance floor-ish area, and I hear behind me. Miley (laughs) Ann? And I I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I turned around. I did a complete 180. And there is a kid standing there who I went to high school with in my graduating class that I had not seen since graduation.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs)
1: Literally, what? uh, Eight eight years? Eight years I hadn't seen this guy. and And he picks me out of a crowd from the back of my head. In the middle of fucking Disney World.
0: I've had that happen. It was someone that like I knew, but the thing was, it was during COVID. It was right after like I shaved my head, which my hair was long, like anytime he saw him. Well, longer. Anytime he saw me, the head was shaved. I had full mask on wearing a sweatshirt so you can't see like my tattoos or anything so you know you were
1: basically terror tunes but dressed down edition
0: exactly i was terror terror nick and um
1: i love that terror and uh
0: i mean uh it was uh wawa and he just he's looking at me he's like hey man how's it going i'm like and like i knew it was him because it was at that time that you can wear masks. You don't have to wear masks. I was wearing a mask because, you know. And he wasn't wearing a mask because, you know. Well, with your bit, you're and, used to it. Yeah. And uh I was just like, oh, my God. How the hell did he recognize me? And I was just, like, sitting there. I'm, like, baffled. But it's, like, the back of the head thing. It's, like, how the fuck did these people... Like, is there, like, an aura we give off that just...
1: I swear to God, once you're in entertainment, it's a blessing and a curse. More of a curse than a blessing sometimes. You you basically give up a good chunk of your privacy. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I've realized, and this is something I've realized more in the last, like, two, three years of DJing. COVID aside, like, I was still, mid-2020, I was working again in PA and outdoor gigs and whatever. So, I really only had, like, a three, four-month, like, day off. Um, something that I've learned very recently is you really have to behave yourself because you don't ever know who's looking at you. And if you're acting like a jackass, you know, at a local bar, you know, seeing a band you like or whatever, you know, a cover band you like or whatever, and you're acting like a drunken asshole, there could easily be a handful of people who remember you from their daughter, their cousin or whoever's event, weddings, mean whatever. And they were gonna hire you again. And then they saw that and then now they don't. So not only did you just screw yourself out of your, you know, crappy little uh $85 for the gig, you screwed the company out of their nine thousand dollars of potential gigs. And so you're not even just representing yourself anymore. You're representing uh an image, a brand, an idea, whatever you want to call it. And I've had to learn that hard lesson a couple times.
0: Well, I just want to go on the record and say that miley and i do not work together anything miley does is professional oh, do not look at oh, it
1: <laughs> oh okay yeah throw that fucking disclaimer in there <laughs>
0: well, no, I, i'm not saying it for you i'm saying it for me because if someone's like oh who's who is this nicholas christian what is Terra tunes oh my god that's who she's friends with <laughs> you know it's one of those things
1: that um, i'll remember that nick i'm gonna remember that
0: what, what do you mean <laughs> what do you mean? I'm trying to cover you. I want you to make money. I don't want my clown I know, ass. To... <laughs> I know,
1: I... <laughs> hey, right. look, for what it's worth, I will go on the record gladly saying that Nick, TerraTunes, you are and always will be a friend of mine, and you are always welcome in my book, no matter what. And if anyone makes me guilty by association, that's a conviction I'm willing to live with. Hey, thanks.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Same goes for you, even though. You're the one saying you gotta stay, uh, you know, stay a little bit well behaved, so people don't spread the word of mouth of, oh that that DJ Miley, uh, she's an animal. She just, I saw her at the bar, yeah, it came on, she was jumping up and down, punched like eight <laughs> people in the <laughs> face, and. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right well i don't know about me hitting people in the face but i got hit in the face in my last trip to boston so i know how that feels and i'll never be doing that <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> all right well let's, let's rope it back in a little
1: bit yeah, yeah we, oh we, my god <laughs> i that love 25 minute tangent jesus i i
0: love the tangents, though. so everyone knows you're a dj now you're doing the DJ and all that. Let's bring it into the music. Let's bring it back to the drumming. And, you know, your first gig says like a drummer and stuff and kind of bring it to the present day.
1: All right. Well, my first gigs outside of, um, you know, band in high school or whatever, my first gigs was with a couple of my friends. We were called the Defects. All right. Good band name, especially considering I'm half deaf. Our lead singer had this weird jaw problem. Our uh guitar player had a peanut allergy. Our other guitar player was literally like four foot nine. And our piano player was just a weirdo. <laughs> we all had something fucking fucked up wrong with us.
0: Why'd this sound like that, like, TikTok sound? The bass player can't play, the drummer can't drum, and then... <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm it's sorry. accurate. Thank you tell you make it right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, you're not wrong. You know? I mean, <laughs> it, it's
0: great that you're like, we're the defects. And, and listed every single member of the band.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. If any of them ever hear this. Oh, my God. You know, I hope they're listeners for your sake. But I hope they see my name on the title of this and just go, no, I can't fucking listen to that. <laughs> and they never hear that spiel ever again. <laughs> So in any event, so I was in a band called Defects, me and my friends. um, We played a, like, I think we played two events. Um, I can't remember one of them, but I know we played somewhere doing something. And um, the other one we did was we were playing outside Blue Claws Stadium. Yeah, we were the the welcoming band at the main entrance. It was such a fucked up gig. But you know what? We had such a, so much fun doing it. And, um, you know, it's a memory I'll always hold near and dear to my heart. And after that, um, drumming wise, I took a little break. And then I joined a band called The Kokomo's, which uh, consisted of a bunch of boomers. I was the youngest member by about 40 years minimum <laughs> and you know it was a, your typical bar band cover band type deal we played you know uh i fought the law by the bobby fuller ford not any of the punk covers later on um we played under the boardwalk all that kind of old you know good 60s music for the older crowds we played at the vfw's the Knights of columbus a kind of paralleling what my mom did as a DJ, but I was doing it as a drummer. And it was funny that I found myself actually in a couple of venues that she had played back in like the nineties and early two thousands. Oh, that's and pretty like,
0: well, cool.
1: Right. And it's funny how that all comes, you know, full circle like that. Yeah. And, uh, so I did that for a little while. Um, and then I, I left that, uh, band. It wasn't a good fit. And I had some like, uh, not even just me it was all all of us we we all had like i I don't want to say artistic differences because it's such a fucking cliche but it was like no one wanted to step up and be the uh well what's the word i would use here no one wanted to step up and be the music director no one wanted to step up and be the leader in practice or at shows or whatever and say hey this is what we're doing we're doing it next and this is how we're going to play it yeah. You don't know how to do it. You have until next practice to figure it out. And if you need one more practice, fine, but you better have it by the second one. Yeah. So no one wanted to do that. I wanted to, but I was like, fucking, I don't know, 18, 19 at the time. 19 at the time. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <clears throat> no, I was 20. I was 20. And, um, So I left that band and around the same time, my wonderful good friend, Mr. Eric Fittemont, who I am surprised I have really not brought him up in any better detail here so far. Basically, uh, my brother for the last 12 going on 13 years now. Uh, I hooked up with him because he, not hooked up, oh my god, that's the wrong word. (laughs) No, no, it's fine. (laughs) Nobody's gonna fucking clip that, no, no, no. I hooked
0: up with Eric.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay, shut the fuck up. I know Um, I was
0: saying it, I did. No, he made my sound very nice at that show, at the Saint. Yes, he did. He, He also said he recorded it, I keep meaning to hit him up and see if he still has it.
1: Well, quit being a bum and hit him up. I'll hit him up,
0: I'll hook him up, I'll hook up
1: how about this i'll have a here's my follow-up homework that i'm assigning to myself i'm gonna text him after this podcast is done being recorded and i'm going to text him and say hey look can you uh can you just send nick the recording
0: beautiful thank you tell him i'm too shy (laughs) yeah i'm kidding (laughs) no that'd be awesome so
1: um in any event so i connected with him and you know we were i knew he was doing a project and with his, with a couple of our friends and he needed a drummer so i hopped into a great band called skinny dickies who i owe such a debt of gratitude to for putting me in the music scene i wanted to be in yeah. the local scene here in ocean county and monmouth county and really new jersey as a whole because they we've done gigs together up and down the coast of jersey and it was and it's always been and will be the music i love to play yeah no i would say it's like a surf rock party band with a little bit of fiddler thrown in all right um <clears throat> and that was a catalyst for me to really learn how to discipline myself And to sit down and to brush up on my chops and to actually practice on my own. And the members of that band will tell you, I did not do that. And I will agree with them that I did not. I knew I needed to.
2: Yeah.
1: We're the ones who taught me that I needed to do it. I still had to go do it. You know, you can't go to the gym and lose weight on someone else's behalf. You have to do the work yourself. Oh, yeah. They have to do it themselves. And I didn't do that. And so that ended up screwing me down the line. And you know what? It's okay. Because that was another moment where when I left that I had to learn from. Yeah. Especially because if if no one's gathered it or figured it out by now, I've got terrible ADHD and I refuse to take meds because I'll never be creative again. So fuck that nonsense. But
0: (laughs) that's what always worried me with, Stuff like that, because I, I totally have some sort of something, because my mind's just, like, all over the place with stuff. I forget things constantly, and it, that's the one thing that always scared me, with, met. like, met, psych meds just creep me the fuck out, because I'm and like, I've just said, they
1: scare yeah. me. Yep. And, and, and here's the thing, like, I just want to put this out as a PSA and a disclaimer, like, if you or a loved one are struggling with any kind of mental disorder, disability, dysfunction, whatever you want to call it, go seek help. Oh, yeah. Do what you need to do, talk to someone, and if necessary, take your medication, and things will work out in the end.
2: Yeah.
1: It's different for everyone. Everyone has their own experiences, and I'm speaking for no one, and I mean no one but myself Yeah. when I say that. I probably will never take meds. I thought about it actually not too long ago, but that's for whole other personal reasons. But in any event, there's nothing wrong with needing help. Yeah. And I just want to put that out there on the record. Yeah,
0: I'll double down and say, I, you know, back in September, I started therapy. Recently, I signed myself out of it because I was doing much better. But that was one of those things where I thought I was going to have to go on meds, but then it was like just the therapy alone got me. To a better point. So yeah, I'll just you know, one person to another and to all of you. It's don't don't be scared to get help. It's in today's world, it's everyone needs a little fucking help with shit. So it's oh yeah. It's it's it needs to be done.
1: And and you know, in a post-COVID world, as as that term keeps getting floated around everywhere post-covid world new normal etc that's going to be i think even more prevalent now because we've all lived through and experienced something that is unprecedented in the modern era the-, the, the yeah okay you got the spanish flu back in the 1920s but all right yeah but as far as like having our modern medicine and our technology and being so connected and social and what have you We've never experienced anything like this in this capacity before and that's going to have an effect on everyone yeah. i was locked away for four months couldn't work couldn't do anything and some people even longer even still to this day three years later which is just disgusting to me
0: yeah.
1: <clears throat> and you have to deal with your demons yeah. and only you and your health professionals, be the mental, physical, whatever, professionals, can make the decisions of what's right for you and how to move forward. So I, I think that that's close to that little yeah. portion <laughs> here.
0: Co- culture, we d- we tell you it's okay to get help.
1: And that's not me standing on a soapbox just to win fucking brownie points, okay? to make up for any other bad things i've done or whatever no no No, i i I mean all of that from the bottom of my heart
0: that's one thing it's you know i i'm the clown and all that and shit but it's like it's one of those things where it's like no i'm 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 very outspoken with my mental health and stuff because it's like people so many people don't expect it from me you know because they're like oh you're always happy go lucky i'm like yeah look at all the people that were too and stuff i'm like
1: Oh, Robin Williams. Exactly. Robin,
0: Robin fucking Williams.
1: I don't even actually, I don't even know if he's a great example either, because I know hindsight is twenty twenty. but you can go back and look at some of his stuff and be like, Ooh, he was not doing great there. And you don't yeah. see it in the moment, but I'm sure some people did see it in the moment. So there's always a tell somehow, some way I feel. Oh yeah. You're right at that.
0: Yeah. There, there's always a little something, but that's why that's why i'm outspoken with it because it's don't be afraid especially in this world
1: yeah so
0: anyway in
1: any event uh as i was saying skinny dickies (laughs) (laughs) skinny
0: skinny dickies (laughs) i gotta say uh, I, i appreciate the tangents in this episode i love them
1: well Again, as I said, I got ADHD at the wazoo, so uh, there's gonna be plenty more in the next hour. So, <laughs> if y'all listening have made it this far, go get another drink.
0: <laughs> I was about to say we're oh. si- we're sitting at 57 minutes right now.
1: Yeah, go get another drink. Go pause. It's okay to pause. Go get another drink. Go roll up. Go do meditate. Go do whatever <laughs> you need to do that you, you do pretend that the band you love to see your bathroom break song just came on right now that's what's happening right here i, I thought you right were... now for the next like four minutes while i reconfigure my brain
0: the the meditate i literally thought you were about to say go do some meth." i was about to say whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> smoky the bear says crack kills meth kills <laughs>
1: No, no, no. I I, I do not condone any hard drugs, but I understand anybody with addiction issues, shit happens. I get it. Again, that goes back to the whole go get help thing. Seriously, there's no fucking shame. Oh, yeah. There's no shame. There's no excuse anymore. You can go get help if you want it.
0: And marijuana is legal in the state of New Jersey. I'm just saying it's not a gateway drug.
1: No, it is not. (laughs) Do the Fuck it is not.
2: <laughs> well,
1: I will gladly go on the record saying that marijuana is not a gateway drug because I've never done anything harder. So I know it's just my personal experience, but I also know plenty of other people who have been like, uh yeah, no, I just smoke pot. It's like, uh, okay, cool. Awesome. All right, great. Go roll up while uh while I go open a beer. <laughs>
0: And I'll just go on the record and say I was always interested by the dare briefcase they would bring to school. Thanks, officer. Um, a <laughs> Cab. So anyway, it's skinny dickies.
1: <laughs> Watch yourself on that A Cab. <laughs>
0: my buddy's a cop. Shit. <laughs> all right. Now I'm wow, are
1: right, you trying to get yourself canceled, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: he, he's a good cop, I swear.
1: I swear to God! No, no, no! I understand. I understand. It, it, it's it's a whole thing
0: coming from. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna end this at this coming from someone whose buddy's a cop and whose cousin was shot and killed by two cops. We'll leave it at that.
1: You're pretty in the middle and have yeah. definitely a better voice than I do on the subject.
0: And also got a uh, ticket last week, so you know it's I'm I'm very in between.
1: <laughs> yeah, very. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in any event, in any (laughs) event.
0: Anyway, those skinny dickies. (laughs) Tell me more about the goddamn skinny dickies.
1: (laughs) Well, when I, when I was in skinny dickies, uh, it consisted of the members, Eric, Andrew, uh, Sean, and myself. And then, uh, Sean left and we brought in Sarah as our, and like kind of the three frontman musicians, the bass and two guitars all switched around or whatever. I, 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 I don't pay attention to that. I'm I'm there to keep time and keep the beat. That's 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 my job. So in any event, um God, how many more times am I gonna say that? Um I had a great time in skinny dickies and I got to reprise my role as the drummer for a show uh actually just this past July, uh August. Um at a show that Eric was hosting at his own house, in his yard. Uh, I'm sure probably some of you listening, maybe, you know, all uh, uh, half of all half of a person listening, uh, percentage-wise, um, were there. And it was awesome, it was a great time. And uh, I was so grateful to get to reprise that role because I hadn't played with them in a while. And Skinny Dickies was and always will be probably my favorite band I have ever been a part of. Even including my current band I'm in. So Matt and Charlotte, y'all might be a little mad hearing that. But 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 you know you can favorite multiple songs on Spotify. Oh yeah. So I don't have to have just one favorite. So share the title with Grace. It's an honor. It is truly an honor. They were Andrew specifically, if I could talk about him for a second, he has this knack for creating music that just makes you want to let go for a minute and actually enjoy not just the music, but the meaning behind it as well. And yeah, some of the lyrics might not come across that way, but I would challenge any of you who go and listen to them after this. I would say, pause yourself and your own reservations for a moment and actually listen. Because there's a story there. Yeah. There's a story being told. I know that that's true with a lot of music and even the records they've put out since my departure or whatever, I will still say, pause and listen. There is something for everyone to gain from it. While when you resume and on pause, you can go right back into just partying along with them. And it's fantastic. Cross the board. I,
0: I never got to listen to Skanky Dickies or play a show with Skinny Dickies, but I'm going to... I'm going to listen after this as I'm cleaning up and everything and uploading this week's episode, but yeah, cause I, I need to hear, and you have recordings with you on it.
1: Yes, I am. Well, what I'm on and what I'm credited for are two different things. And that's actually not a dig on them. That's a dig on me. <laughs> Editing magic, it's like, yeah, I recorded fucking eight beats, two bars, and then I get credited on the drum track, and I'm like, mm, well, did I really play? <laughs> just looped me, because I sucked so hard, because I had a drinking problem at the time of recording. So, in any event, I'm definitely on two tracks. Opiates Associate and Derailed, they are just Fantastic tracks. And they also and hey, hey, look, you know what? There's a there's another interviewer esque um platform that I don't particularly agree with one of their opinions about Christmas music. Christmas music does not suck. And skinny dickies, if you need a Christmas song that doesn't suck, they have it for you. All right, it's called Santa dude, it's called what Santa Dude released at the end it's... of 2020. All right, I'll have to take a listen. Oh my god, you have to, you have to. It should, and, and there's a, a video to it as well. Um, I believe that that's on the Instagram, I don't think it made its way to YouTube, but I know it's on their Instagram page. Cool, and um,
0: the rest of their music, I know we usually do plugs at the end, but just because you were saying a stop, pause collaborate and listen their stuff's all on spotify i just checked i guess every other kind of social streaming whatever
1: spotify and instagram are the two major platforms cool Uh,
0: well if you don't mind transitioning to your second favorite bands oh you need a timeout you need to pay
1: matt cut all right so we'll
0: segue into your second favorite band if you will your current band dark and stormy whom we had charlotte on and we also had matt on so you're you're the last infinity stone i needed i got the i got the gauntlet um i can like snap my fingers and be like purple or something <laughs> so
1: can you turn me into dust <laughs> get me out of this life
0: no I'm not going to turn you uh, to dust. <laughs> so you're currently the drummer of Dark and Stormy. How did that kind of come about?
1: Um, I'm marrying the guitarist, so the bass player. So yeah, <laughs> that's how that came about. <laughs> all right, pretty legitimate. No, no, get no, in <laughs> no, no. no. In, in all seriousness, though, um, Charlotte and I. Had always said, you know, we wanted to be in like a musical project together or whatever. And we started out with me uh, being the drummer on occasion for her solo act that featured guest musicians called Charlotte & Co., Charlotte & Company. Um, And I did a couple of gigs with her and, you know, I said, babe, I want more. And she said, babe, I want more. And so she ended up randomly one night reconnecting with her friend, Matt, who she hadn't talked to in a little bit. And one thing led to another. And the next thing I know is I blink and I'm downstairs in her basement uh, on a drum stool behind a drum kit and we're playing. And I'm like, wow. So it really was literally like that quick. And one of the things that I think I love most about Dark and Stormy is that we truly play off of each other. And it's not a um, quote-unquote, this is my band competition with anyone. I take criticism. Charlotte takes criticism. Matt takes criticism. And it's not just, you know, criticizing each other, the band. It's also we all uplift each other we're here to achieve the same goal of we're musicians we want to play if anyone likes it great if no one likes it that's great too because we're doing this for us yeah and if you want to come along for the ride great ride the wave with us it's going to be rough it's going to be dark and
0: stormy if you will I'm sorry.
1: I'm speechless. <laughs> took my pun. You took my pun. Oh, you were gonna? I was getting there. Oh, well,
0: Matt, just
1: <laughs> put it in. No, it's okay. Matt, leave it in, leave it in. It's all great. It's organic. I love it. <laughs> in any event, you know, it's it's going to be rough or it's going to be smooth. It's going to be whatever that you, the listener, take it to be. And that's what I love about Dark and Stormy is those couple of things, because. Even in Skinny Dickies, I didn't particularly have that. It was more like I showed up, I played what I was told to play. I'd get a little bit of input and that was the end of it. With Dark and Stormy, it's a little bit different. We're very, very collaborative. We're even having a show coming up in um, on March thirty first, the day after uh, the show that we're doing with you, Nick. <laughs> oh, wow! Wait, hold
0: on. We're playing a show together, G Willikers.
1: Yeah. Oh Matt, yeah. You're set so, off the
0: fireworks.
1: Yeah, you're so fucking coy, Nick. All right. <laughs> in any event, the next day we're playing a show that, or it's either the day of, the day before, day after. I don't know. It's There's day some show. There. I, b- I believe day it's after. the thirty first. I can't yeah. be there. I won't be able to be there because I have uh, a DJ gig, but we're having a um... oh no, it's not that gig. It's the gig following a week or two after that. I, I don't know. There's some gig after the fact. Fucking rock gig stars gig can't get
0: their dates right.
1: <laughs> okay, well you know what? Fuck you. You do as many fucking but Miller Lights as I've done, alright? In my life. I'm, still... I'm In any event.
0: In your life, i two years older than you
1: listen i I I drank enough for fucking four people's entire lives that's what my doctor told me in any event (laughs) anywho to get back to it uh you know we're very collaborative and we're having a show at some point where i won't be able to be there but we're having another drummer come in and fill in and do everything and i have no ill will towards that i'm like yeah let the show go on let the music play on and one of the uh Things that I always envision when I'm playing with Dark and Stormy and when we're making music and we're writing or whatever is this pseudo um, metaphor type thing where the music is always there. It's on this line, you know, like uh, on the boardwalk, there's the what, what I would call the sky ride or whatever you want to call oh, it, yeah. where your heart's dangling. on. It's almost like a ski lift, but it's flat. It doesn't go up or down. It's just flat. It brings and you're just kind of caged
0: in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That cable line going around, that is the music. And what we hear is when we decide to grab on and when we let go. And whoever is the person, or persons, or band, or group, or DJ, or maestro, or whatever for that matter, decides to grab on and let go, as long as it's heard, that's what matters. Because when it's heard, it's felt.
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah. I love it.
1: And and that's the best way I can explain what, about how I feel about uh, Dark and Stormy as a whole, because, and, and for what it's worth, obviously, I would not be who I am today without either Matt or Charlotte, because they have ju- both just been so accepting and understanding of my own shortcomings even at practice or at shows or whatever and also you know me to them too i'm understanding when they have a bad day or something doesn't go right or you know uh, somebody's cables getting unplugged 20 times during a set or whatever the case may be (laughs) and it always brings me back to that at the end of the day as long as we grabbed on for a little while and we got to be the vessel that brought the sound from the cable to even one person that's what matters to me
0: you know this this episode got pretty fucking deep in a lot of ways and the way you just talked about the music i got i I got boost gumps right now i got the i got the tingles I love it, though.
1: It's... You want me to take you out to dinner later? You just
0: told me you had to go to sleep in 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) What a lie! It's
1: not my fault. Look, it's not my fault. I'm a musician who has a day job, okay? Go find one that doesn't. I dare you.
0: You're fucking telling me. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. (laughs) Anyway. So... Dark and stormy, you know it's it's one of those things that's I just had werewolf guts on from pumpkin guts. I also had on saying Wednesday winners, but I know they're they put up a poll for a name change. I don't know if it was made official yet, so I'm just gonna say Wednesday winners and pumpkin guts uh, and werewolf guts of pumpkin guts. This is as I said, I completed the band, so it's like I don't know, like. I'm trying to think of things to poke and prod around because I had both Matt and Charlotte on. And I'm like, and after that monologue, I don't know what more to extract from you. And I hate it. You, you bamboozled me. You snapped your fingers. You turned me to dust. You made me whole again.
1: <laughs> you want, you want to hear something really funny? Yeah. I went. To, so obviously I brought up, uh um, on Donovan, uh, high school earlier in the call and, uh, the interview, whatever you want to call this shit. It's on zoom whatever <laughs> call as far as i'm concerned <laughs> um so i brought it up earlier and that means i went to a catholic high school i also went to saint joe's and whatnot and my favorite thing to do in high school was play stump the priest and i think i just got to play the musical equivalent of that with you nick stump the nick
0: <laughs> stump the clown
1: <laughs> stump the clown i love that stump the dingus Oh man, is this a... well I don't know if I'd go calling you a dingus, but
0: hey, I'm dingus the clown, what do you say? <laughs>
1: well, yeah, but it,
0: it just reminds me of have you I don't know if yeah, yeah yeah. we're not too far off in age. Um I don't know if you ever partook in VH1 Classic, but there was that metal show.
1: I believe I'm just far off enough from you where you caught the tail end of it and i didn't get reruns i also grew (laughs) up in a very sheltered environment due to helicopter mom ah all right well i wasn't allowed to watch spongebob until i was like 14 now i watched it anyway (laughs) but i picked my battles it was either spongebob and her not be that mad if she caught me or I watch, you know, something like VH1 or family guy or whatever, and then get really grounded. So I picked my battles.
0: <laughs> well, VH1 classic, they played like all like old, like music videos and stuff. And like classic albums with like specials of like dive. It was like an hour dive into old albums, but then there was that metal show with, um, Oh, is that and- when you
1: watch behind the music with Leonard Skinner? I didn't watch that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would basically be shit like that, kinda. But um, that metal show. Oh, weird,
1: out so- fans out there! I hope you caught that because Nick sure as hell didn't. Listen, it's been a long fucking day. <laughs> I didn't catch it.
0: <laughs> you just stumped the dingus again. All right, that metal show.
1: <laughs> and, 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 I can keep going. I can make all the deep cut references.
0: <laughs> there, so there was this guy Eddie Trunk, and um he had stumped the trunk and people would ask him questions about metal and it was just i'm bringing it up just because stump the you know stump the clown stuff the biggest so reminded me of that segment because he would get so fucking angry when he would get it wrong and they're like nope that's the answer he's like oh, what do you mean that was her album from 1982 but like fuck that guy because he's like any band with less than three members is a gimmick band
1: i'm like eat my eat me you almost said eat my ass. It's okay. We know what you really want, Nick.
0: I don't want any trunk near my ass. <laughs> Never. Ugh. I just don't
1: think I don't want any trunk near me, period.
0: Pretty pretty fucking much. I met the one dude because he was at the Brighton Bar, he was pretty cool. I forget his name. It wasn't Jim Florentine. It was Don Jameson. There we go. Pretty fucking metal name, if you ask me. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, all right, Miley. Well, knowing that you have to. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. There's something else I wanted to well, add I was going
0: to say, knowing that you got to get to bed soon, was there anything else you wanted to add before we start to wrap this up?
1: Well, yeah, about Dark and Stormy. I didn't even really get to talk too much about like our music itself. Oh, yeah. Talk a lot about the intangibles. Um, so the way I would describe Dark and Stormy, for those of you who care, um, it's like, how would I put this? It's like Ozzy Osbourne had the most banging fucking trip of his life. Can't remember shit. And he wakes up on a beach in the middle of a volleyball game with the beach boys playing in the background. And he gets up on a stage that just so happens to be next to the volleyball beach court and just starts playing whatever comes to his mind. And he's still half tripping. Why do I f- that's how you describe dark and stormy?
0: Why do I feel like dark- Ozzy Osbourne dark- has dark- I feel like dark- Ozzy Osbourne has done that before?
1: <laughs> I he probably has. I don't know. That's Charlotte's words, not mine. It was the only thing I could think of.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go on YouTube and just look up Ozzy Osbourne and Beach Boys. Oh, so like, you're just gonna see a volleyball tournament and just <laughs> do, 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 do. like
1: <laughs> Yeah. And he just starts playing. Everybody, honey, no Shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's dark and stormy in a nutshell. With, 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 with oh oh, and Joey Ramone is the backup dancer. That that is dark and stormy in a nutshell. <laughs> and Joey. Ramone and if is anybody thinks movie. that that it's a meme, sure, fuck it, we're a meme band. I don't I don't even care anymore at this point. <laughs> we make Um, we make what we make we like what we like and we make what we like and we like what we make and and if it ends up getting out there that someone somewhere likes what we do that is a more than a win in my book fuck yeah now because at the end of the day what matters is that you know we as a band are, are really connecting and getting to express ourselves the way that even you know the way that we couldn't in our previous projects
0: yeah i mean it definitely shows i mean i only i've only gotten to see at the uh the show we did at the saint and sucked because i was breaking down outside and i ran back in. i caught the second half of the set but um
1: that's the best part sorry Oh, you only got the second, the second half? Oh, so what, you got to see me fucking act like an asshole on the drums during a drum solo I don't even want? <laughs> I'm just memeing the whole time, playing Wipeout, Georgia the Jungle, and fucking.
0: <laughs> oh, you don't want the drum solo? I'm glad that... I'm not a
1: fan of it. I'm not a fan of it.
0: And yeah, not a fan of doing drum solos in general?
1: No, I don't mind doing I don't mind doing a drum feature where it's like, you know, the whole band is playing and vibing and the drummer gets to, like, call the shot in the vibe of what the riff sounds like. Yeah. It's the drum riff, not the bass or the guitar riff. It's the drum riff. Yeah. That is something I like through, you know, uh, bills and different syncopations playing off of each other and whatnot. And you can tell that the drummer's taking the lead, but I don't, I'm not a fan of drum solos. Uh, it's just, okay. it never has been um, a thing of mine since my last one in senior year high school, never wanted to do it again. And uh every time I've always brought up, you know, in any of my other projects where I was like, where I wanted a quote unquote drum solo or whatever, it wasn't a solo I wanted. It was like, I just want... Let me take the lead for, like, eight bars. Yeah. But I want you guys to come with me. Yeah. Like, I can't steer the boat by myself. All four of my limbs are doing something different. I need someone to steer the boat. Yeah. Um.
0: Reason I ask is because I just... I enjoy watching, like, some drum solos that are, like, very more, like, rhythmic and stuff you know like
1: yeah which is what i try to go for yeah you know especially like buddy rich style neil peart god bless their souls i literally cried the day neil peart died i was like oh my god am i saying his name right peart Peart, i think so i have no idea i am but whatever see i'm
0: i'm just gonna be quiet right there i respect i respect him dearly and what he has done for drums
1: as do i But I I've never heard it said like in a professional official matter. So I'm like, all right, whatever.
0: (laughs) I just I respect everything he's done, but I just I can't go on and say he's the goat like a lot of people.
1: Buddy Rich is. I don't care what anyone says. Buddy Rich is the goat when it comes to drumming.
0: Buddy Rich is absolutely insane. For, For me personally, in my playing, I was always like idolized Keith Moon. Keith Moon was my goat. But looking at like, no, like Buddy Rich, it's like without Buddy Rich, you wouldn't have guys like Per and Moon and, you know, like Buddy Rich is that left hand is. Yeah, Jesus.
1: (laughs) You know what? It goes down. It boils back down to his chops. Yeah. And the rudiments and the basics and the fundamentals. And I feel like that's something a lot of drummers miss out on. Is like they're so focused on like, oh, how do I do this fill? Damn it, it's so good in this song, I want to do it. I'm like, well, can you do a flamadiddle? <laughs> no, what's that? Well, then uh, f- go fucking figure it out. Maybe you'll get the first half of that fill.
0: It wasn't until you just said it now that I realized, you know how everyone always, you know, the stereotypes of drummers where it's like, ah, oh, you know, drummers, the dumbest member of the band and all that, you know?
1: Well, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Percent. I will never disagree with that. We are the dumbest member of the band musically. Well, in terms of, we always have to go back to basics, no matter what, but because if you don't have your fundamentals, you have nothing.
0: But the thing is, with it you know guitars and stuff it's like oh i got this e major scale and all that drummers oh can you do that paradiddle can you do that flamadiddle? like we the names don't help it it's like (laughs) no they don't they certainly
1: don't (laughs) you you say it it just
0: solidified even more like fuck like (laughs) flamadiddles, paradiddles Mm -hmm. like uh
1: But it's true, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we do have like the dumbest name for things ever. Yeah, because it it's called what it sounds like. Yeah, you can't say, "Can you do an A e major scale?" Like you can't. Like you'd sound like a fucking tool if you did that.
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's people that do.
1: <laughs> you do an EDBB scale? Like no. Well, if anybody does do that, that's a whole nother. I have no time for that nonsense, but (laughs) unfortunately, drummers, we do have the short end of the stick on our naming conventions of things, but at least what we call it is what it is.
0: Exactly. Like when I remember explaining like a paradiddle to someone like ah, paradiddle. Like, you know, and
1: they, they can do it on their on their lap with their two hands, no sticks, nothing, and yeah. then just go right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left, like, it, or whatever rudiment you're showing them. Yeah. And they just get it almost immediately with next to no explanation. Yeah, we are the fucking dumbest members of the band. And you know what? I don't care. I, I'll be the first person to admit that, you know, like, but do it consistently.
0: Yeah.
1: Do it consistently, yeah. You, oh, Oh. yeah, I showed you that. You did it once. Okay, great. Do it over and over and over and over again. And then you tell me how how many times you were able to do it. Okay, now change your tempo. Yeah. Now change your tempo midway and then go back to your original tempo.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, it, that, yeah, that, that goes back to practicing, which I guess maybe the whole reason I'm on this little tangent right now is because that's what I'm focusing on right now as a drummer is I'm going back to the basics and my Facebook reels TikTok feed Instagram reels whatever the hell you want to call it all my feeds are all finally in a way of giving me the material that I need to be able to go back to my kit and say okay I'm gonna sit here and practice this one riff I heard. They explained it. They gave me the uh stickings, they gave me the tempo. Okay, great. I'm gonna slow it down. And I'm gonna see if even so much as one hand, this little proprietary, Miley incorporated information yelling again. You take <laughs> one hand, which is what I do. I take one hand and I go. Can I do this at even a half, a quarter, a third tempo, whatever, and just do it with one hand on one drum? If I can do that, okay. Let's get the other hand in, alternating sticking. Now let's get it into the proper rudimentary sticking or whatever. Right, right, left, tom- and not even move into a drum, other drum yet. Right, left, right, right, flam, left. Flam, right, flam, whatever the hell it ends up being, right? Get that down. Okay, now start to move it around the kit a little at a time. And then get fluent at it. Get good. And probably one of the best pieces of advice is I can give to any drummer listening right now. And obviously I'm sure you could uh, tell all the drummer listeners yourself too, Nick, is you have to slow down hmm simon and garfunkel said it best slow down you move too fast the- if you want to build speed you have to start with precision and you can't build precision fast to begin with
0: every time like someone likes come over that like i kind of taught like drums like you know teach like a basic like rock beat and all that you know they'll do it and then they'll go to do a fill and do the and then go back into it. I'm like, no.
1: No, you just double timed your fucking fill.
0: Yeah. I'm like, do not.
1: You're like a, you're like two, you're like a beat three quarters. You're like a one and a full yeah, all head of the song. Like, do you not hear it in your headphones and you're catching yourself?
0: Yeah. And I always tell I'm like, if you want to play with those toms, do, do, do. I'm like, just go slow. I'm like, do not rock the shit out of it. Like, and it's like, that's the one thing I always see with people that like either don't play drums or they're like, oh, I play drums. I just know a little though. It's always with the fills. It's like, you know, they just, they go balls to the wall with it. like, yeah, no, it's. And what you said, 100% agree. It's you got to start slow gotta start
1: slow slow down you move too fast <laughs> Rome wasn't built today right <laughs> nope uh, all
0: right Miley well if you don't have anything else to add you want to maybe start winding this on down
1: um I do have one more thing I want to add before we get to our closing statements here yes Matt, edit out this long pause. I need a second. Got a formula. At the end of the day, all that matters is to just play. No matter what the circumstance, no matter what bullshit's going on in your head, play. And play with your heart. I love it.
0: It's. I think that I think that's a beautiful way to end everything because it's. When you put your heart into it, that's when you have the most fun. Go out, try new projects. Experiment. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Where are you want to start like a philosophy pod? Like. (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's funny you bring that up because uh we have a philosophy podcast about chiropractics at my day job so well
0: you know they say don't quit your day job so let's just fucking keep it rolling let's
1: (laughs) rip off and duplicate
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh shit all right well on that note i think it's about time we slow down Take it down a notch, hit the road, and we go on a little. You, why'd you get so close to the camera? I looked up, I look, oh my god. <laughs> and we go on an ego trip. You seem psyched. Nice cloud. So, this is the portion of the show, as you know, because you've listened before, where we just plug away, you plug away everything. Upcoming shows, social media for you, for Dark and Stormy, everything you can.
1: Oh boy. (laughs) All right. Well, you got to follow us on Instagram, dark and stormy surf. Uh, We don't have anything on Spotify or Apple music or any of that nonsense yet. Yet is the operative word there that is coming in the next few weeks. Uh, Dark and stormy has a show coming up at the beachcomber on March 30th. That's my fiance's birthday show. It's going to be a big bash um I got a nice little surprise planned for her. don't fucking tell her that um and then after that uh we've got the March 31st show uh and then also um go check out skinny dickies on Spotify and that's not dickies it's not skinny dick it's skinny dickies like dickies the pants uh just put the word skinny in front of s k i n n y d i c k i e s and you can also follow me on my socials i'm public on facebook miley Ann highland uh if you're watching this uh i don't know five years in the future 20 years in the future uh go get a life um it'll be miley and dace king by that point point. and then uh you can also follow me on instagram real miley smiles that is my dj name dj miley smiles also go follow versatile event designs on instagram and facebook And uh, I don't really do self-promotion more than that. So with that, I would like to say a very, very big thank you to you, Nick, for having me on this show. Um, I can't believe that our relationship started with you showing up at Charlotte's house accidentally (laughs) because you were in the wrong town at the same address for some ungodly fucking reason. And uh, we also happen to have an insect problem that you were trying to squash. And so did the other address in the other town over that is our same address. So I don't don't get it. But you know what? I'm glad that we uh, crossed paths. I am too. And I will uh, leave it to Nick now to close out his show the way he sees fit. But one last thing, ladies and gentlemen, please always remember, no matter what, get help and play with your heart
0: and it's skinny dickies it's the style of dickies all right hi <laughs> right, everyone and as you know i'm nicholas christian find me at colt underscore sure underscore on facebook and instagram at Terror underscore tunes T-O-O-N-S underscore on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Terror Toons, ba- Terror tunes dot There's all sorts of merch. There's music, all stuff on there. Culture merch, Terror tunes merch. Terrorize Series 1 coming to a close April 30th so I can do other 3D printing endeavors. So thank you everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed as always. And as I said in the beginning of the show. You or someone you know, create things, have a story to tell. Hit me up. Let's get you on. Let's talk. I love shooting the shit with new people, old people, and everyone.
1: Get on this podcast, you fucking heathens!
0: Damn right. Later, everyone.
2: Welcome back on this week's episode of the Call Short Podcast the with Obi's Whatever <laughs> else Do part by part.